In the second week that we celebrate Pentecost and baptism, it is fitting that we read a passage of scripture that talks about both the water and the spirit. So today we are briefly in the Gospel of John, where a learned man and community ruler comes to talk with Jesus. John 3, 1 through 10. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with that person. Jesus answered him, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. And Nicodemus said to him, how, how, how can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, no one, Notice no one all over this passage. No one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh. And what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses and you can hear the sound of it. But you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be? And Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Last year, a pastor friend of mine said that the Lord gave her a vision when she was praying during a worship service. It was a vivid picture that has stayed with me. She said she was trying to work out a difficult problem through prayer. And all of a sudden, she saw this mass of colorful knitting yarn. And in that moment, Jesus said to her, you know, everything seems knotted up for you. Everything seems like too much for you right now on your own. And she heard his voice say, it is my job to effortlessly take the twisted loops and what is tangled out of your hands that you're actually making more of a mess of. If you're willing to ask for help, he said, I will separate the strands for you. What a beautiful picture this is of the God who loves us and comes to help. Now, when we read about Nicodemus coming to Jesus, it seems as though things are knotted up in his mind. He's confused about who Jesus is, although it's evident he knows God is somehow involved. He's seen the miracles. Perhaps he has seen people's lives changed because of following this teacher. So Nicodemus wants clarity. He wants various pieces in order so that he can see the full picture. And in this instance, Jesus' explanation doesn't seem to separate the strands for Nicodemus because he just seems to get more jumbled up. Jesus tells him how necessary it is to be born from above. Other translations use born again. And this phrase, of course, has become a form of derision in our culture. Oh, the born agains. As if Christians made up the term. Nope, Jesus did. And Jesus says that in order to see the kingdom of God, 
A person has to be born again, born anew, born from above. Now, there are some of you here today who have not yet chosen to be born again, and this is an invitation. Jesus gives all of us. It's possible to make the choice to be reborn in the life offered to you. Now, Nicodemus doesn't understand, and so he says, so, like, being born a second time in the mother's womb? And we laugh at that question, but Nicodemus is serious. Like, what are you saying? What exactly is going on here? This is nonsensical. The, the strands are still meshed together. I don't get it. And Jesus says, if a person wishes to enter the kingdom of God, they have to be born of water and the spirit, the water of baptism, the wind of Pentecost. And Jesus doesn't stay at the level of miracles. See, that's what Nicodemus brings to him. That's, what Nic that's Nicodemus's original question. Nope, Jesus takes Nicodemus down quickly. It isn't just about knowing God, knowing about God. It's about knowing God. Lots of people know lots of things about God, but do we know God? See, that's the thing about Jesus, because Jesus loves everyone, and Jesus welcomed sinners and was seen with all kinds of people, and if Jesus walked in human form today on the earth, he probably would scandalize us with the places that he would enter. But at some point, People have to make a decision to die to their old life and be raised to the new one that Jesus offers. And in this conversation, Nicodemus is being given the chance to not delay. Don't delay. Just take the step of faith, Nicodemus. Trust, trust, trust in the Lord in front of you. Be transformed by the Spirit. Whatever Nicodemus had taught about what it means to be part of God's kingdom, whatever his beliefs were about it, Jesus gave a new understanding of what it means. In the book of Ezekiel, God says a day would be coming when he would sprinkle clean water on the people and put his spirit inside of them. And Jesus is telling Nicodemus, that day has come. That day has come. And people undergo the cleansing of water and the strengthening power of the Spirit. And then there's a radical change that brings new life. It's like the miracle of a new baby being born. There is flesh, Jesus says, and there is spirit. And by ourselves, we are limited in the flesh by what we can do. We can get defeated. We only have so much capacity. But the Spirit will give us supernatural favor, supernatural victory, supernatural. Just said it in the, in the video. She goes, I can't explain it. I can't explain how God has just come into my life and taken away so many things that I didn't know how to deal with. Taken away my shame, taken away my confusion, my defeats, and my sorrows, making me a true citizen of the kingdom. And baptism, like Jack said, is the action one takes when one has decided that they want to live for God. And it's an important metaphor of our old selves being washed off, being buried deep in the grave, and then being raised to new life in Christ. We're not saved through baptism, but it is a beautiful symbol of the miraculous forgiveness of Christ as we decide to follow him, as our old selves are crucified on the cross. And the church recognizes baptism as a sacrament. 
a sacred moment where God promises to be present in a new way for all those who enter into his life. Jesus dies for our sins, is buried, and is alive. And when we go into baptism, we are saying we identify with that. We want that in our lives. Listen to what Paul says in Romans. Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may have new life. Can I get an amen? amen. Now, baptism is a confession of faith which proclaims that you believe that the gospel of Christ is true and that you intend to live for him in every way. We are saying that we trust the power of God to raise us from the grave. That's what the water represents. And Jesus told the church, go make disciples in all nations, all nations, as we heard today, and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teach them to obey everything I've commanded. I was thinking how I really like the picture that my friend gave about the balled up web of yarn. In my life, I have done some knitting and some cross stitch, and I have felt the frustration of not being able to separate out the strands. Usually I give it to Mark, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but truthfully, how I understand it more is because of my hair. I've never preached about my hair. You get to be the first ones to hear this. Because when I was little, all of the adults in my life spent hours with a fine-tooth comb and bottles of No More Tears that we should have bought stock in to untangle my hair. When it was too far gone, rat tails would have to be cut out. And sometimes I would sit patiently and sometimes I would cry and howl, imagine that. <laughs> and once my hair was free of knots, they knew that they would have to do it again at some point because riding my bike, sleeping on my pillow, running free, swimming, basically living life would cause it to get gnarled again. However, if I was patient enough to come again and have it combed out more often, it was always better. And there's a spiritual lesson there, isn't there? about how coming to God more often keeps our lines clear and our paths straight. Amen. So I love the image of how God patiently works to separate out the strands that have been tangled because of the stresses and the chaos and the confusion and the pain and just the dailiness of life. Nicodemus had questions about Jesus that he wanted answers to. And some say he came at night because he didn't want to be seen. And others say he came at night because that's when the scholars studied. But the point is, he came. And Nicodemus had questions about who Jesus was because of what he was seeing and hearing and what he knew to be true from his upbringing. And those two things didn't make sense. That's what God was telling my friend. I make sense of what you don't understand. I make sense of what the world says and even what the church says that you can't unravel by myself. That is my job. And if you come to me and let me help you, I know everything. I see all things. I have all power. It's going to take time. 
maybe it's going to be painful. Some things are going to have to be cut out. But to those who trust their lives to the Spirit, God brings a new day. I love the story of Nicodemus because it's a story of change and the ways that Jesus comes to make all things new. This is probably not the full script of their conversation. We ended with Jesus asking a question about why Nicodemus didn't understand what is really being talked about. Jesus goes on to explain that there are heavenly issues he's talking about and invites Nicodemus to see through a different, deeper lens where the Son of Man is lifted up for all to see and believe in. Jesus tells Nicodemus how much God loves the world and it's not his intention that anyone should perish. And later we see evidence of Nicodemus putting faith in Jesus, standing up for Jesus when he's about to be arrested, going and tenderly taking Jesus' body down from the cross with Joseph of Arimathea. Nicodemus looked to Jesus and eventually became a follower. This is the beauty of what Jesus does and wants to do for all of us. Everything can be made new. Nothing has to stay as it was. Hearts and relationships and toxic situations and diseased bodies and addicted minds, corporations and systems and families and countries. If you're here today and you're wondering what Jesus has to do with your life, I encourage you to come and be prayed for because the Lord is inviting you to know him. And if you're tired of being part of something where there doesn't seem to be any change, don't buy into cynicism. Don't choose despair as your way of being. Pray for the Lord to show you a new day because Jesus has been raised from the dead. We are not victims of our circumstances. We don't have to stay stuck. What does God want to do? What will you allow God to do? If you can't undo the tangles of a relationship that you really care about, come and confess your inability to affect change. Come and confess your sin. Repent. Submit to the Lord's cleansing and power. Jesus is here. And if you want to identify fully with Jesus, if you want to turn your life completely over to God, and if you want to be baptized today, this could be your day. Last year, we had someone on the live stream. Live stream, I invite you to come down to the beach, the Catamaran Beach between 1245 and 1, and we're going to be there. Like Nicodemus, come in humility. Come with curiosity. Bring your hope and your doubts. Make today the day that you make some kind of leap of faith that Jesus is inviting you to make. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about the Free Methodist Church of Santa Barbara, you can visit us online at fmcsb.org. We pray this message has been a blessing to you.